This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. Shalom, Yashakayach, Rabbi Dr. Fox, for having the series, helping us move back to so-called regular life and so on, and try to be misbonen a little bit in what feelings, what thoughts, what can we do to make our return to um, to utilize what we've learned from the Tkufa that we haven't been there. You know, um, many of the uh, in, in many of the uh, technological uh, various appliances, there is a concept that sometimes when it gets stuck and frozen, it's not working, they tell you, shut it down and restart it again. Restart is always very helpful in possibly getting rid of some things that the program, the machine had become frozen and was no longer able to um, function the way it should function. Restarting it allows it to function without all of the issues that were introduced before. Somehow one gets a feeling that this Kufa has been a restart and possibly the area that most relevant to us is the area of Kehillah, the area of Kehillah life, whether it's shul, other areas. And let's try to be misbone a little bit on some of the areas in which you make an improvement. The first thing is we've gotten used to the idea of Kehillah, and I'm talking about Kehillah in the, in the broad sense of the word, minyanim together, activities, shiurim, the whole, the whole broad range of activities that a Kehillah includes in it. We tend to think of it of obligation, maybe even burden. And now that we've been away for so many weeks, we all of a sudden anticipate it. Um, I remember many years ago, about 23, 24 years ago, I was in Phoenix and I came to shul a bit early and there was nobody there. And an old literature walked in. He must have been in his 90s, Saul. And he comes in with his Talson film, Bizrizus. Then he freezes at the entrance of the hallway and he says the Pasik, Vani Berev Chastecha. Um, and he jumped in like the Allah is. But he said it with such fervor and the words sort of took on meaning. It projected a lot of meaning. And it's a privilege. It's a privilege to be there, to be part of a Kehillah, to be part of a Tzibur that is searching for God, worshiping God, looking looking forward um i was once speaking to somebody who he was sort of affiliated with Shatora. he had been a very large figure in the world of journalism um secular journalism um very highly intelligent person he become from through abnoach and he told me the concept of a kehillah of a community does not exist anywhere except by us he said, once upon a time, 100 years ago, um, 
people live in small towns, one house of worship, one school, um, and you know people felt a sense of community. Today, does no, what unites anybody? What brings together people? A shul where people have to come together with three times a day, and um, they're even Hashem together creates community. It's a blessing. And therefore, the first thing is we need to appreciate it. Vanir, the first time a person is zochot to walk into shul again, he should say that pasik and mull the words. Vani bereiv chastecha, I, because you have been so benevolent towards me, am able to walk into your house and I will treat it with yira the way it ought to be treated. So first point is, to ponder and recognize the chesed of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that he gave us a house that we can come into and join together with people, fellow people inclined to do the same and form a community which is much bigger than any individual and enriches all of us. That is the first point to ponder. The second point is to recognize and understand that a community is built by everyone and everyone has to contribute to it. Now, I'm not talking about the wealthy people or money, that that's, you know, contributions of money. I leave that up to your respected leadership, communal leadership to take care of that. I'm not talking even about the people that are very helpful, the kind of person that can organize events and the person that gets things going and so on. Wonderful. I want to explain the contribution that every single individual makes on his own. And that is that every single person does something to set the tone. For instance, if I walk into a shul where everybody came on time, is sitting seriously davening, uh, focused on a sitter, not involved with anyone else, and davening thoughtfully and, and, and uh, with, with feeling, that sets an environment. I'm always uh, I'm always uh, amazed when I have an interaction with Bachrim. A Bachu himself had been sort of slack, slack in his learning, and he wants to be accepted into the best yeshiva passing the best yeshiva, because I want to go to very stark yeshiva. And I tell him, you're the one that makes the yeshiva stark. If you sit and do what you're supposed to, then yeshiva stark. It's not a passive thing. Every single person creates that. So the contribution that I make to a shul when I come to daven, first of all, if you're in a community where most people don't come to davening, it's that itself, you walk into a shul, there's 150 people there on Shabbos and 20 people there in the weekdays, then there's a feeling that weekday davening is kind of optional. If I allow myself to come late, so, well, you know, how do we know what kind of deference to treat somebody with? Well, if nobody shows up late for an appointment with the boss, you don't show up late. It's a, it's it just it sets a certain atmosphere. If the person if the person um, sets a time for a meeting and everybody shows up whenever they feel like it, then it sends a message that this is you know manufacturer manufacturer's recommended price. It doesn't mean much. So anytime I do what's right in a shul, in terms of coming on time, coming, coming on time, sitting in my place, 
focusing on the sitter, davening and staying till the end, it sets the tone. I am a mezaka sarabim. I create a community by that. Yes, my share is only a little bit, but you know what? If you do it, your neighbor next to you is going to feel a little uncomfortable um, not doing like that. And if five people do it, then it will begin to set a tone. You don't have to yell, you don't have to scream at people, you don't have to tell them anything. But if you don't respond, if, if somebody talks to you during davening, um, instead of telling him you're a shagitz, tell him, you know, I was macabre on myself not to talk during davening. You don't have to tell him anything more than that. He might laugh at you, but down deep, he feels very uncomfortable. So we contribute to a kehila by doing what is right and was appropriate. Morris says in Brochus that Reb Zera, when he didn't feel well, and he couldn't learn. He would go to the to the to the to the um, yeshiva. He would sit at the doorway and stand up for Tamir Chachamim. The Pashtab Shad is that he wanted more mitzvahs. But but so there are many other mitzvahs you could find. I, I don't know for why this particular mitzvah. I think it's a lot more than just finding a random mitzvah. I think he felt that by not being a base medrash. He's being memayit in Kvot Torah. You know, all these people, um, when you walk into a pack-based medish, it's Kvot Torah. Everybody in town, everybody in community wants to learn. That's Kvot Torah. If you walk in and there's four or five, you know, Fashlafana people there, kind of dozing off, it, it, it's, it's, it's a certain prisos in Kvot Torah. It's, it, it's taken away from Kvot Torah. So even if he didn't feel well, he couldn't show up in the base marriage proper, but by standing and offering the covet, that's somehow rectifying that. So the second area is contributing to community by doing what's right on a communal level. Yes, um, I have a good excuse for not davening, but I'm taking away from community. Does my excuse overweigh that as well? Um, it's hard for me to show up on time. So for myself, I could get around it. I could daven partially at home, partially here. But I'm taking, I'm detracting from the dignity of the davening when I walk in the middle or when I leave early. That has to be part of the cheshman nefesh. It's a contribution that I make by doing what's right. And even if I have a good excuse, I'm taking away from that. Third of all, when a person is a member of a kehila, so the klal gadol is, you are the smartest person in the kehila, and everybody else is at least not as smart, most of the time a pure idiot. That's the general rule. Um, I had a chav of mine who was schmoozing with me. He was a big chacham and he said at the end of the schmooze, so the bottom line is the whole world is crazy except for us two. And um, and I'm not sure about you either. But Klau, everyone has very, very different ideas, opinions, etc. It's legitimate in, in the right forum to express those differences. That's fine, that's good. But two things we need to understand for the nature of a community. One, it will never be the way I want it. Whatever dream I have of a community will never ever realize itself because there are at least nine other people who have somewhat of a different opinion. It will always be a compromise. But the other choice is to be a hermit in the desert and not to have the not to have that. So I need to take that into account. 
I need to understand that the reason why killer works is because it will have it will satisfy somewhat of each person's needs and sense of things and each person requires the dignity of of being uh, an accepted member the fact that i disagree even if i think in my heart that this person is crazy or stupid or whatever it is if if i i i, I, I can disagree respectfully but 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 i cannot voice that type of um opinion because forget about the sur the particularly sur then is the more kahila um you need to say the kahila is reflects the the consensus of all of us if um you know if i feel that this kahila gives nothing of my needs then time to move to another kahila in most cities there are plenty of other kahilas if not it's a decision person has to make but understand that the mutual respect and and the understanding that's what a kill is is what allows a kahila to exist so i want to recap three points we're making here akarish baruchu has made a certain reset and in many areas but i think the one that stands out most strongly is the area of kahila shul Palmatoa around it, interaction between people, and so on. It's a moment to take a long breath and reflect on it. First of all, the chesed HaKashrach has given us that we have a dimension in our lives that is immeasurably richer than anything almost all of them have today. This is part of the of, of modern life's sacrifices because of many reasons Kehillah stopped existing. So it's a chesed that we have that sense of killer. It's tremendous. Two, every person contributes through his personal behavior in the public forum. Attending, attending on time, and most important, sitting throughout with the focus and exclusion of all other stuff. There is, there, yes, it's a wonderful place to meet people and to schmooze and to chat and other things. After davening, before davening, for that there's a kiddish. Davening itself, if I'm serious, you'll be more serious. He'll be serious. Every single person affects everyone else. And the stronger we are in how we act, we will affect other people more so. If this other person is kind of wishy-washy, but I'm resolute. I never answer middle of davening. And I don't need to um, confront the other person. I just need to set that tone. I'll tell you a story. Mar Shapiro once told me that it was the second day of Rosh Hashanah in Panovich in the evening, you know, kind of mincha time, a late afternoon. And Dylan was already a little bit relaxed. And, uh, you know, take a breath. It's a long, long two days, davenings and, 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 and intensity and so on. Dailam was a little more, benichusa, a little easier. Rav Desla walked in and he saw it. He didn't say anything. He took out a Musa Sefer, sat in the corner, and he started learning. I think he even told me the passage that he started learning was that, that, uh, 
the derech of Rishayim is to Gehenim, but Libam Bari Ke'ulam, whatever it is, he started B'Koyl, like the Musa was meant to be learned, learning to himself in his corner. And Amosha said, you saw, it was like waves, gradually the people next to him started feeling very uncomfortable, they started, you know, becoming more intense, and then the people around that, the people around that, through that. That's the ripple effect of a person's resolute sense of giving the tefillah sibur or shir or anything like that, giving it the gravitas it needs. And finally, the understanding that a kehillah is the product of a, of a certain consensus. It will never, ever be the way I envision it. But that's what a kehillah is. And I need to understand that it will not meet 100% of my vision. And every person needs to be afforded the dignity of him as Selma Lekim. That's what a kehillah is. Brothers Hashem, this resetting should be the final resetting until HaKadosh Baruch brings us together again and builds the ultimate kehillah of Knesset Yisrael. Shukrach.